Welcome back to the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast, where we talk about the struggles to teach you the trouble. Each week, we find an active global conflict and break it down for you. And today, we will be taking a look at Qatar. Most people know that Qatar is currently hosting one of the most popular events, the World Cup. However, what most people do not know is the corruption, blood, and terror behind this international game. Today, we will be exploring the dark side of the World Cup. First, let's talk about the preparations for Qatar to host the World Cup, specifically the stadium. On average, these modern-day enslaved people were forced into 110-degree weather, receiving far less compensation than what they were promised. Qatar claims hundreds died, which in itself is breathtakingly high, but there are over 7,000 bodies missing that Qatar fails to acknowledge. Qatar is a prison for workers, and they have been oppressed in many ways. Workers cannot protest against their poor workspace quality because they will get threatened with a pay dock. Employers also do not update workers' residential permits, so some are scared to leave their job, fearing that they will be unable to get another. There are even more problems, such as salary delays, private pay docks, and more. While this seems very bad, it only gets worse. Since Qatar has been nominated to host the World Cup, many people have come in to get a job to build the stadium. Qatar employers took advantage of this, and now these migrant workers are stuck. Our interview with Barun was very thought-provoking. He gave us lots of information. He monitors human rights of migrant workers leaving his country of Nepal. He says every worker goes through a health check, saying all of them are healthy men and women. However, their bodies come back from Qatar with their causes of death being cardiac arrest. These people have never had signs of heart problems nor have their families. There is something Qatar is hiding here. Knowing how the stadiums were built, and the treatment of migrant workers, would you go to the game? Personally, I would not go to the game because most of the profit coming off the tickets people are buying are going towards the construction companies, and those construction companies are the same companies that are exploiting and abusing their workers. So in my eyes, I would not go to the game. Honestly, I just think Qatar has horrible living conditions, first of all, and they also treat their workers and the people around them with such disrespect. It seems almost against what the workers stood for and the ones that died to build these stadiums just to go there just to watch games seems disingenuous to be able to go there and partake in such massacres qatar being elected for the world cup in the first place was riddled with corruption with qatar paying off fifa to not only vote for their country but hardly having enough infrastructure to hold it all Qatar officials paid the board of members of FIFA to not only cover up what was going on, the lack of housing, and the stadiums that they had hardly even started yet to build. Now, if you were FIFA, how would you handle this situation? If I were FIFA in this situation, what I would first try to do is weed out exactly who took the bribes, which would probably come up to executives. Uh, We've mentioned in our podcast that in 2015, most of the board members were actually arrested by the CIA in Switzerland. This helped, but clearly didn't solve the problem because now we have Qatar hosting the game, a decision that made no sense now and at the time. But I don't know if FIFA's really in the best moral stance. I think that most of the people that are leading it were the ones that took the bribes. Uh, Somewhere I saw a statistic that said each person got a million dollars, which is quite a lot of money for a, a vote. But when you're talking about how much these games make, it's definitely worth it. 
corruption is certainly rampant in both Qatar and FIFA. But FIFA is supposed to be the organization that, you know, makes sure that both the fans, the players, and, you know, all intervening countries are safe and have a fair game. And they've really failed in that respect. Well, it's hard for FIFA to handle this because most of all FIFA all the way up to the top and the bottom is just all corrupt because Qatar, with their massive amounts of money from these oil vans under themselves, making them such a big contributor in the world economy, has just paid off countless people. If you were FIFA or you were a FIFA employee, like if they're offering you a million dollars just to say one vote, I, I would do it. Who wouldn't? Barun Gemeyer, a senior legal officer in Nepal, told CNN, quote, migrant workers from the poorest of countries go to Qatar seeking employment. He said, adding, the Qatar World Cup is really the bloody cup, the blood of migrant workers. We decided to speak with him on his role in Nepal and find out more about what he has learned from these migrants. Now onto another huge issue, Qatar and FIFA handling the LGBTQ plus rights. The captain of the British team, Harry Kane, and others wearing an armband reading One Love displaying the pride rainbow. This was met by FIFA banning these armbands and issuing warnings to players and teams. Qatar said that it would respect everyone's beliefs before the World Cup. Going back on their word now, stating countries must respect their beliefs and not show any support for the LGBTQ plus community. When we look at how Qatar has not handled the situation, but also promised they would be open and accepting, while in turn with a mass amount of tourists flooding into Qatar for the games, the guidelines they stated for public affection being heavily disproved. Also, being able to drink alcohol and any alcoholic substance is banned in Qatar, except in certain hotels and restaurants past 7.30. This led us to look deeper into other people's experiences. And from there, I found Josh Cavallo, an Australian soccer player who is the only current open, openly gay player, and he says he's scared to travel to Qatar. The reason why he is scared to play in Qatar is because the law states that homosexuality is legal and can be punishable by three years in prison. If things could not get worse, let's stop to think about the other impacts of the World Cup. According to a census, the number of fans that came in to watch the World Cup was half of the Qatar population. Fans were met with horrible living conditions and a vastly underprepared country. Only about 120,000 rooms were available for them. Spanning multiple cruise ships, newly built hotels made from more migrant worker labor, causing even more deaths. The interesting thing about this conflict is that while fans and footballers alike are speaking out against the human rights violations, there's no one rioting in the streets. One of the reasons for this is because that there are very strict laws in Qatar, and that most citizens profit off the slave labor. This is all terrible, but this isn't to say that no one has done anything, because they have. For example, the German football team all covered their mouths before the first game in protest against FIFA not allowing them to speak out against anti-LGBTQ laws. Qatar is a place that traps you to a chain and hides you behind its curtains. Although FIFA is very corrupt, we can hope that soon more and more people will see the corruption that they mask and hopefully they'll do something about it. Sadly, this might not happen anytime soon because the World Cup attracts so many fans that are just too devoted to care. Unfortunately, Qatar may always have its differences, and its future may seem grim due to all the backing FIFA has and the power that they hold. 
But our hope for the future is acceptance in all aspects of the international community. We hope that everyone in this situation gets the justice they deserve. We hope migrant workers will be treated well and fairly as soon as possible, and the families of those who died will be given proper compensation. We hope that Qatar will reform their unjust laws and give basic human rights to LGBTQ people in their country. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to tune into another episode of the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast. 